The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Monday, April 10th. It is the first day of the final week of the NHL regular season. Go through all the way until Friday with games this week. So we will have picks and previews of every single day throughout the course of this week, breaking it all down as we head into playoffs here. But guys, uh, how are we feeling ahead of the final stretch of games ahead of the uh, ahead of playoffs here? Pretty good, you know. I mean, it seems like yesterday was just October, and now here we are. Uh, Mid-April, getting ready for, you know, what's going to be obviously the crush rush and, and the next nine weeks is going to be a lot of fun hockey. Uh, I think it's going to be one of the better uh, postseasons we've seen in a while. And we've seen some good ones, uh, you know, even in the bubble. You know, things were weird, but obviously we ended up seeing some good hockey at the end of it. So, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to hopefully getting these few games out of the way. You know, all these other teams that, you know, playing for exercise, as uh, my friend Ian Cameron likes to say, get those out of the way and get the, the big boys in and, and start uh, seeing some good playoff hockey. Yeah, looking forward to it. I think that uh, this week is going to be really tricky, uh, akin to a to the to the preseason where there are a lot of edges to be had, but they're all informational edges. So um, you need to be on top of lineups like how you would be in the preseason. But looking forward to it. Looking forward to the Oilers playoff run as well. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. I've seen the tweets coming out. Uh, so many. You're all, we're all Oilers as we go down the stretch, getting ready for that. That is until they cross over and play the Leafs in the Cup Finals, uh, of course. So uh, <laughs> then, then that stops. Then that stops there. Uh, what happened last night, So Money? I saw a tweet come out from you. We were on Jonas Johansson watch going into the weekend. And then uh, Pete bring up here, Jonas Johansson sent to the AHL, much sadness. But you still got your Jonas Johansson performance last night out of the Avalanche? I did, yeah. So uh, uh, we we had the over last night there, and um, I kind of uh, telegraphed this on a, on a last week's show when we talked about the Avalanche with uh, Bednar saying that um, Francis was going to start on the second of, second half of the back to back against Anaheim, and um, even that first Anaheim Colorado over that we lost, um, it was just a loss on the scoreboard. That that game didn't play out as an under that that game didn't play out as what the score indicated. So um, we were we were right back on the over last night. So um, Fransos came up with um, with his version of the of the Jonas Johansson performance. So we were we were happy about that. So I'm fine. I'm I'm I'm, I'm fine now with what everything has transpired transpired. And I and I thank Jonas Johansson for his service this season. <laughs> Yes, he uh, helped us out throughout the course of this year so far. But uh, now as we get down the stretch, we're going to start to see some more teams gearing up for playoffs. Probably get to see some of these guys sliding down like Jonas Johansson back down to the AHL and start to see some more of the NHL guys uh, get get geared up the final tune-ups ahead of playoffs here. So we'll break down all the games here tonight. But a reminder to people, if you're watching the show right now, you haven't hit subscribe, uh, you haven't hit that like button, please make sure to do so as you see up on the screen right now. So much. He's holding up the sign. Smash it. Smash the like button here on the stream or hit that subscribe button on the channel if you haven't done so yet. So please make sure to do so to support. If you hear anything talked about during the course of the show today, if you see any games that we don't have bets in but you do and you want our opinions, please make sure to send them in the chat. During the course of the stream, we will bring them up and answer them here as we go along as well. Uh, if you want to see all the picks that we've given out throughout the course of this year, on this show, you can find all of that for transparency purposes, our record, ROI, COV, the unit sizes on every single game and bet that we've placed. You can find that all in the BetStamp app, which you can find on iOS and Android, as well as web. You can find us there in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. So you can see every single thing that we've done throughout the course of the season, uh, track all the progress that we've made. And 
of course, throughout the course of the show, every time we bring up a game, we're going to pull up the bet stamp app for the odds on that game. We feel like the easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like Betstamp to do so. Betstamp compares uh, odds across every single sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking out Betstamp before you bet. You can download the app today on iOS and Android as well as we go over to web and sign up there. And if you are looking to sign up for a new sports book account, please check out the offers over available at betstamp.app slash edgework or hit the link in the description. If you sign up through this page, uh, it helps support the show. So please make sure to do so. If you see any books here today that uh, you don't have yet and you would like to sign up for. So let's get into tonight's action. We'll get into all the games. Uh, we'll break down all 10, give out our best bets, and we'll track them all. And then at the very end of the show, we'll recap every single pick that we've given out, what unit size we place them at, as well as the odds we bet them at. So make sure to uh, check that out. If you do miss it, you can get that all at the end of the show in a recap but starting here tonight we got a battle of dallas on the road at detroit uh dallas currently sitting in second in the central there are two points back at colorado two points up on minnesota same amount of games played as both of those teams are coming into this one on a three game win streak seven two and one in their last 10 detroit on the other hand on a two game losing streak alex you're looking at these two teams, very obviously on opposite ends of the spectrum here. Dallas could be in a position to kind of catch up to Colorado and tie them again for first in the Central Division. Or on the other hand, uh, they could give up some space here on Minnesota catching behind them without any points here tonight. If you're looking to play this one, what is an angle that you might be looking at to take in this game tonight? Well, you know, we've been talking about it for most of the second half of the season. We talk about draw season and we talk about look at the regulation draw because there's usually a lot of different variables that can play itself out to where teams, like I said, just need a point uh, to improve the, their standings. And now, obviously, Dallas should be able to beat uh, the lights out of this Detroit team. So a weird Red Wings team that's going nowhere, but they've actually been playing some feisty hockey. And we've seen a lot of scoring back and forth uh, in these games. So, and when you see a higher scoring game, you know, you tend to, okay, maybe it's back and forth. That, you know, you Dallas has not been this shutdown defensive unit yet. Their offense has been what's carrying them. Yes, Ottinger has had some great starts and made some big-time saves, but uh, he has also been susceptible to letting in some soft goals at times. And so a game where it could be 4-2 Dallas, uh, you know, all of a sudden now, all of a sudden, you know, another goal goes in, it's 4-3. And now we've seen a lot of these starts games going to overtime. Three of the last four meetings between Dallas and Detroit have gone past regulation at, you know, 347. I'm seeing at pinnacle. That's a, a price worth taking a shot on here with the draw. Like I said, Dallas, if they don't come out starting out, uh, you know, guns blazing, which like I said, sometimes they don't, maybe Detroit gets the lead and, and Dallas has to come from behind you know, try to get that at least one point secured and forced OT. So uh, there's a couple of ways where I could see this one going, but it all roads point to uh, this game going past regulation. So plus 347, I'll, I'll take a shot with the draw here. Uh, how much would you want to place on this here, Alex? Full unit on that one? This will be a full unit play, yes. All right, so we'll lock that in here. Uh, so money, is there anything for you in this one? Is there uh, any way you'd play this one differently? Uh, not not differently. I think if um, if a couple of weeks ago I saw this number, I would have been all over Detroit. Um, I do think that uh, Dallas is inf um, inflated here. The problem is that uh, Detroit is going with Billy Huso today, tonight, um, and he has been struggling lately. So, um, so I think it's where the number should be with with Huso and Ned. I would have liked to see Nedeljkovic in there. I think that he's um, he started to actually. Um, find his form a little bit. Um, I know um, I was really high on him last year, and he kind of lost uh, yeah. lost quite a bit this year. So I'll I'll pass on this game. Um, I do think that Detroit has the ability to ability to keep it tight, like how Alex mentioned. Uh, the only concern for me is who so. So I'll uh, I'll pass for now. All right, we'll stay off uh, there otherwise. So we do have official one official play in the first game of the night here in Dallas-Detroit, plus 347 on the draw. Now, moving on to the next game. Uh, so, Money, you're looking at this one, potentially backing the Washington Capitals here tonight at home against the Islanders. Uh, is that still the case, or would you maybe look to move off here? No, we have some breaking news. Okay, okay.
So, um, Ovechkin and TJ Oshie remain out. They're not going to be in the lineup. Uh, Anthony Mantha is still in a non-contact jersey. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't want to back Washington anymore. I, I looked at the number. Clearly, you're seeing these games where you have uh, um, Alex's favorite games, the must-win games, and you see the and, <laughs> and 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 you have these teams that are clearly inflated. Um, I do look to bet the other way, but. Um, in this situation, you have certain teams that have mailed it in, and you have certain teams that are still playing out the playing out the season strong. I suspected Washington was already um, one of those teams that have mailed it in, and um, I without these guys in the lineup, and I I I just can't get there. Even even if the Islanders, for whatever reason, don't start Sorokin and Ned, I um, I won't be there on the Capitals anymore. Although that that was the way that I was looking this morning. Okay, so stay off of that one there. Um, now, in terms of just how this one might go here, you're looking at, yeah, it's a must-win for the Islanders uh, on the road now. Um, I'm kind of curious how you guys think there might be some type of deployment of the goaltenders. You want to kind of have the conversation of rest versus rust. How are you going to do that? Uh, if you are a team looking on the, on the outside looking in, is this just – Full cylinders, uh, the goal with the goaltending situation. Maybe a guy like Sorokin, he's going to see the entire workload down the stretch here. I think that in like the in like the Islanders case um, specifically, they do have a lot of confidence in 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 Varlamov. So it's not like a it's not like a Winnipeg Jets situation where um, the Jets must start Hellebuck every single game, right? There's no um, there's there's no way around that. There's just too much of a difference between their two guys. Um, the Islanders, um, they can, they can get away with starting Varlamov. Um, although I, I doubt that they would at this point because, like, why would you, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's very team, team specific, and it does depend on the gap between, between your starter and your backup. Alex, I think you're on mute there. There you go. Oh, yeah, here we go. No, yeah, I, c- I couldn't hear anything for a second. But, yeah, uh, this game, you know, we talk about the Capitals mailing it in. They didn't just put it, you know, outside their door for the mailman to pick it up or put it in the mailbox. They actually drove to the post office to mail this one in. Uh, they look <laughs> awful. And they've this is a team that, you know, for the entire season, there's been a lot of distractions. Obviously, you know, Ovechkin has gone through so much, you know, setting the record. Uh, of course, you know, personal issues and different things of that. And, and the team – I, you know, I've said this before where I really feel like this team kind of almost, you know, viewed him as, as, as big of a piece as he is more of a distraction this year, whether there's in previous years, his stardom kind of took away from, you know, uh, everybody else and everybody could kind of be relaxed and, and play their style. But because of the fact that they aren't as deep as they were in previous years, they don't have the quality of goaltending in previous years. Uh, and so now it seems like everything was just kind of a disarray. And they just never quite got into a, a good enough rhythm to be a playoff team. And that's why they're, they are where they are right now. Uh, yes, I'm always you know saying a must win doesn't mean will win. But I think this is going to be a statement game for the Islanders here. I actually lean with the Islanders on the puck line. Uh, and I haven't played that too often this year. So it's something maybe I'll just shoot for a half unit right now. Uh, but like I said, it, my gut was going with the Islanders because I, I think Washington is more than checked out. And now, like I said, with no Oshie, no Ovechkin, who's going to do the, the offensive lifting? Probably nobody. Yeah, and 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 the unfortunate thing about well, fortunate if you're an Islanders fan is that um, the Caps actually do match up very well against this Islanders team. This 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 core of the Caps against this core of the Islanders, um, they're they they play a big physical style of game, and yeah, um, and we've seen how these games play out be- between them. Washington does have success against them, but you take those guys out of the lineup and um, injuries, getting older, mailing it in. I can't. Um, I can't make a case for the Caps here at all. Right. Well, I mean, I was looking at this preparing for the show today. I was just seeing like standings and where they were sitting at and how they've done over the last little while and saw Washington six game losing streak. And you look at them in the standings, it's like dropping down a little bit more and more one, seven and two in their last 10. So 
Uh, I don't know if this is something you guys do or people in the chat do every now and then, but pulled up the tankathon, the NHL tankathon, and uh, it took me two goes on it to just close it and not want to look at at it anymore because the very first one that I did was the Washington Capitals jumped to first in the draft, moving up nine spots to pick first overall and get Connor Bedard. And the second one that I did was the St. Louis Blues jumping up seven to go and get Bedard. And I just, I closed it and was like, I don't want to see this anymore. These are the team, not the teams I want to see going and getting Connor Bedard, but yeah, I, that was I, I had that I had that bad feeling the other day too. Looking at Washington in the standings, I, I didn't know about the Tankathon. I, I have to use that app. Hopefully, hopefully it pulls up the Hawks more than anybody. But uh, that's a uh, that's a frightening thing to think about that Connor Bedard and Alex Ovechkin could possibly be teammates. And here's the thing, you know, I talk about it all the time. I tell Hawks fans, listen, when they got Patrick Kane. The Hawks had a 1.8% chance to win the number one seed. So anything can happen. You know, we're getting happy as, as Hawks fans and Ducks fans and Jackets fans and Yotes fans. Hold the phone because there's going to be about 12 or 13 teams that might have a legitimate shot. Those lottery balls, there's no way to, to really, you know, control them the way you want them to bounce sometimes. Well, I mean, we could give it a, give it a go here if you guys want to see it just for fun here. Just one sure. go. Yeah, that's All right. Let's switch this over. <laughs> Uh, all right, here we go. I sent the link in the chat for anybody who wants to do it. Uh, you can get it for the NBA, NFL, NHL, and I'm MLB. logging off at Vancouver wins. <laughs> okay, here we go. We'll go one and one only. Sim lottery. The Anaheim Ducks are your uh, first overall selection this year down Columbus, second, Chicago, third. I think that that's okay. I, I'd be okay with that if that's what we walk away with. Yeah, I'm not okay with that. yeah vancouver and ninth there they didn't they didn't move at least they didn't move there was minimal movement in this one so not as exciting as the ones that i was running this morning but if anybody else wants to do this themselves that your team is in contention for uh for the draft lottery this year that is something you guys can do i sent the link in there that's one i'll I'll plug i just send that because that's a fun one to rip uh uh, every now and then that that was one that was massive here in toronto for a few years uh, specifically mcdavid and matthews years that tankathon probably <laughs> got the highest amount of traffic from the gta area in in that two-year span but moving on to the next game and by the way speaking we did log hawks, in so, so speaking of the hawks what's that banner behind um alex there oh that's uh the 2010 oh, stanley cup yeah oh, i think you remember that year so funny yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's gross <laughs> my whole morning's ruined now. <laughs> uh, Why are you going to put sorry. that on today, man? <laughs> it's always up there, man. <laughs> no, I noticed it. I noticed it today. So that's <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Well, uh, by the way, just for people watching along as well, we did lock in a a half unit on the minus one and a half plus 166 in that Islanders-Washington game. But uh, moving on to the next game here on the schedule, um, the the Carolina Hurricanes on the road at Ottawa here tonight, taking on the Senators. Uh, Obviously for Carolina, a little bit more important uh even in these last couple of games they have three games remaining on the schedule they're a point up on new jersey uh three points up on the rangers as it stands right now this team is four five and one in their last 10 they're on a two-game losing streak uh so money looking at this game tonight between carolina and ottawa yet again another situation where we kind of sit here and say must win does not mean will win stealing from alex but if you're looking at this game, kind of, is there any way, any angles that you could take into this one, any way you play this? Yeah. So the Senators are a team. Um, like we we talked about the Capitals kind of mailing it in. The Senators are not mailing it in. Uh, they do want to um, to uh, play out the season strong, and for the most part, they're they're they they are doing so. They've been playing well. Uh, they were unlucky in overtime losses against um, Columbus. And they had an overtime loss against Carolina, I believe, there too. Um, I thought they played well enough to uh, win those games. And then in even in a 7-2 loss in Florida, I thought that Florida was uh, – I thought Ottawa was very unlucky there. That that game was not a 7-2 final at all. Um, and it was the legend of Alex Lyon um, that, that, that got Florida through there. But um, um, so I don't really have a problem with – with Ottawa and the way that they're playing. Concern is that uh, Sogard is confirmed in net tonight. And um, I mean, he's, he goes, 
he's shown lately he goes he goes up and down so he might be in like a down stretch right now um for this for the hurricanes it seems like every season um going into the playoffs i i just don't know who they are um they um their their underlying metrics are always strong um they're always one of my my top ranked teams as i'm sure are, um for for a lot of people as well but scoring goes dry for long periods of time um i don't know if that will be the case against ottawa here who don't have a problem with going up and down the ice with teams so um I do think that this is another number that's inflated, um, but the difference between this game and the Washington game is that I do think that the Senators are playing strong. So um, I'm okay with a half unit on on Ottawa here. Um, we got, yeah, um, in the 65. yeah, yeah. I I think that's fine for for a half. Um, and the only reason I'm making it a half um, rather than a full unit is because um, I don't. Um, I don't fully believe in my in my uh, Carolina number just because of the uh, things I mentioned earlier. So um, I do like Ottawa here, and I'm okay with, um, with 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 going half on them. Okay. Yeah, this is the you know Carolina's probably one of those teams for the the this week. I'm not even looking to touch at all. This is a team that you know put them in the fridge. Uh, as opposed to where Ottawa, we're putting them in the box eventually once this week is done. But, uh, you know, some of these teams, and, and it's the thing, they're still kind of fighting for a division title. They're more than likely going to be uh, the winners of that. Like I said, it would take kind of a, a crazy collapse and a, and a good run from New Jersey the other way uh, the next couple of games to, to, to flip that, I think. So Carolina, like I said, you know, the thing is keep everybody healthy and fresh. Uh, you know, make sure no one does anything stupid and then get ready for the, for the games that matter. So, yeah, if I were to bet anything on this game, if I had to bet something, it would be Ottawa or not. Uh, I see here in the chat inside saying Archer's Urbe uh, in goal for Carolina tonight. Um, <laughs> Canucks legend too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Daniel H. at the good point here, losing special yeah. a dagger for Carolina yeah. Cup hopes. And, oh, yeah. And yeah, Certainly. they crushed them offensively, that's for sure. So that was a that was a big hit for them to have that But they're still, they're still pesky enough in the playoffs, at least. I wouldn't, you know, call for a first-round upset of Carolina right away just because he's out. But, yeah, down the road, that's definitely going to loom large if you got to try to beat uh, the Rangers or, or Boston without him. Yeah, best of luck. Right. Uh, all right, another game here to look at. Uh, a team that is not yet eliminated from the uh, from playoff contention in the Buffalo Sabres. If you look at them, mathematically still hanging around. Uh, five points back of Pittsburgh right now, six points back of the Islanders. They do have two games in hand on both of those teams, 6-3-1 and one in their last 10, and now on a two-game win streak coming into this one. Facing off against the Rangers, who, as you kind of talked about there, with that uh, Metro division as tight as it is, uh, two points back of the Devils, three points back of Carolina. They're 6-2-2 two, and two in their last 10 coming into this one. Uh, now looking at the Rangers at home, minus 183 favorites against the Sabres. Alex, is this price uh, a little too far on, on the Rangers right now? Is this too expensive on the Rangers for where maybe it should be? Yeah, it is. It is a tad bit pricey. And I mean, yes, okay. You know, Buffalo is still not fully eliminated from the playoffs. That's like saying, you know, yes, there are you know single girls in your area, but are they actually trying to meet up with you? You know, like the ad uh, indicates. <laughs> Buffalo's done, right? Like, I mean, they're playing for pride. Obviously, you got Devin Levi, you know, who's the future. They're you know grooming him in net. He's had a, a couple of still halfway decent starts but if it's not him in that what are you you're going to craig anderson who you know we've talked about waiting for his four o'clock pot roast dinner or you're going to uko pekalukinen who's still about a year or two away from being a legitimate uh you know nhl goalie or you're going with eric comrie who i'm surprised he's uh not taking you know russian lessons right now to get ready for the khl next season the goaltending is a mess there the only thing to look at here with the rangers would be team total over because even if they aren't playing at a full 100% effort, they still should be able to get three or four goals up against this team. So that would be the only uh, look I'd have. It wouldn't be anything official, but that's just the lean I would go toward. Right, so currently sitting at three and a half, minus 110 on the over for that team total for the uh, – oh, that's for the regulation. For the game, uh, three and a half, minus 126 uh, for the New York Rangers. For you know, you bring up an interesting point. If I were to play it, I probably would play that regulation time. I don't see this game going to OT. So, 
There you go. If you are looking yeah. to place in in regulation, you can see the Rangers regulation time team total over three and a half minus one ten. You save yourself about sixteen cents there off of the uh, the other lines available for that team total in uh, in full game compared to regulation. And you have to shop around too because I don't think every book offers a regulation time team total. Uh, right. I, I know more more of them just have you know including overtime. Right. And so Money Rich H bringing up here, the Rangers playing uh, their fourth game in six days. Is this going to add on to you to where the price is at and and maybe your thoughts on where it is and why it shouldn't be that? Yeah, it's been a it's it's been a heavy schedule lately for the Rangers, and um, I I don't think that I think they've been playing okay for 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 um for what the results indicate. But in this in this particular game, these two teams did play last week, Buffalo. Won in overtime in a game that I felt that they were they were a little bit lucky to to uh, to uh, win that game. I thought the Rangers um, probably should have won that game. So in terms of the matchup itself, um, I think that 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 the Rangers should win this game. But um, for me, I got I got I got nothing here. Uh, Levy is going to be in net for for Buffalo, so I'm interested to watch him play tonight. But other than that, I think that it's a that it's a good number there on the Rangers. Have you guys seen the photos of comparing uh, Levi uh, to Carey Price and how they kind of look similar? Have you seen those no. circulating around? No, I haven't internet? seen that. I'm going to look that up. Look it up. Sure. Look it up, especially if you're in the chat. Look it up as well, and then tell me that uh, that's not the case. I, it wasn't me who found this. I saw this circulating on Twitter last night. That there's photos of them side by side. They kind of they kind of look alike. So I think people in Buffalo are getting a little ahead of themselves, uh, doing some comparisons there in terms of their young goaltender. So, so he's basically going to gonna have a, a two point two two point two goals against his whole career, and and, and never get past the conference final. Oh come on! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he Moretto's if he has half the now. career that Carey Price did, I think that Buffalo. Oh. Is, uh, yeah, they'll be yeah they'll be in great shape for sure. Great of course, I kid, I kid. <laughs> the future of a of a Canadian goaltending maybe too, right? Like who does Canada have in goal right now? Carter yeah. Hart and Jordan Bennington. If oh, Bennington yeah. hasn't lost his mind by then, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, that guy. I don't think that guy could last throughout the course of a sixty-minute game in international hockey, based on how much tighter that is. He'd like legit go nuts. Yeah, so don't need that. <laughs> All right. Well, I shouldn't have been laughing when Alex made the joke in terms of uh, the Habs and Carey Price and career success, because the next game that we're looking at, uh, it's a. Uh, I mean, we. Broke down the game on Thursday. I tried to skip past it. The the Leafs against uh, against the Bruins, and unfortunately, so money has to go and bet on the Leafs in that game, and then say that it's going to be coming back to me if they lose the game, and of course they lose in overtime. So it's your fault I, the way we lost that game. <laughs> it's a double stinger on that end because. A, yeah, of course, you lose to the Bruins in overtime. That sucks. But then in the back of my mind, as soon as I'm trying to get over this, I'm realizing now so money has lost and the show is lost on this one uh, because the Leafs couldn't hang on and beat the Bruins and, of course, lose to them in overtime. But now here we are down the final three games of this regular season for the Leafs. Looks like I, I haven't seen any reports out of Morning Skate, but they signed the kid out of college, Matthew Nyes, after they lose in the NCAA championship with Minnesota. So he's joined the team now. Uh, look Likely going to get some looks in the last three games of the regular season to see if he could be of any use to them in the playoffs. But more than anything, these will be tune-up games. Matt Murray doesn't travel on the road with the team. He's not ready to go. So uh, we'll see how they decide to play this one out with Samsonov over the next few days but the Leafs on the road here tonight at Florida finishing off the season three consecutive games on the road and Florida right now a little bit more desperation than Toronto would be in as they are currently sitting first in the wild card spot in the east they are tied with the Islanders in points same games played as them they're a point up on Pittsburgh coming into this one on a six game win streak this Panthers team on a roll coming in here tonight favored minus 130 at home so money where are we at? Uh, is this one going to be a, like, am I, is my livelihood on the line here again tonight for the Leafs? Yes. Okay, so this great. Is, <laughs> so so uh, this one's on you again. But uh, but no, nice. se- seriously, like um, I come in a lot higher on the Leafs than most people outside of the Toronto market. I think that that's no secret. I'm very, I'm, I, I'm very bullish on this team. Um, I did play the Leafs. Um, I played them small. I'm, 
I will play them. Um, I will add to them once I get some roster clarification. Um, with teams playing out the stretch like the Leafs are, you always want to be um, kind of ready for any last-minute lineup changes. However, I do think the Leafs going into the playoffs, um, it's a it's a different outlook than than um, than a lot of other teams. And I think that Zach, you can probably speak to this better than I can. But um, everything that I've seen coming out of Leafs camp. Um, Sheldon Keefe was saying that the last few games of the season, um, they are going to be taking it seriously in terms of getting ready for the playoffs. I think that yeah. um, there are defensive pairings. I think they want to get it um, get it ironed out going going into the playoffs as well. So um, I'm fine with betting the Leafs here. Um, I've mentioned many times you have these must-win prices and um, you have to ask yourself, what what would this number have been two weeks ago with this game in Florida, right? So, and and clearly the premium has been charged if you want to bet on the Panthers. So anything in terms of must win or desperation and all that, it's, we're already seeing that in the line. So there's no, um, there's, the, there's no ad- additional advantage there um, on the, on the number itself. So I do like the Leafs here. Uh, concern I have is that they do have Tampa Bay tomorrow. Now yeah. it's tough to get into coaches heads, but if it were me, I would use this game as trying to get ready for the playoffs and use tomorrow's game um, just not to show the your first-round opponent anything, right? Yeah. And maybe bench a bunch of guys and then use the final game of the season as like the final playoff tune-up. So that's the way I would do it. Um, it makes, makes sense to me, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. So that's the reason why I'm half on the Leafs right now. But if there are no surprises... Um, I will be on the Leafs as um, as a as a regular play, and um, if the Leafs are losing this game, Zach, you should probably put your phone away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, I might just turn the TV off at that point and just pretend <laughs> it's not happening as well. But yeah, I would be on probably the same page as you, especially in terms of how to play these ones out and with uh, Tampa tomorrow. The other thing that I would I would also say um which i think is kind of interesting i don't know if it's something on top of their heads but just because i've watched the team so much last year the last week i think it was of the regular season as we knew we were going to play tampa in the first round they played jack campbell in net against uh tampa and that was the night he got lit up for i think it was nine goals against the lightning and it was about a week out from playoffs now, I think this team is much different this year, especially defensively, in terms of how they match up against the uh, Tampa. Nonetheless, knowing what happened last year with Campbell that week out, I just would not want to risk psyche of Samsonov, no. even in the slightest, going into Tampa there tomorrow. So I would uh, that would be a stay away for me as well, if that's even if that's a possibility, if you can get Wall up here on an emergency recall or something. But yeah, so. That's kind of how I would play it as well. Alex, are there any thoughts from you in this game? Yeah, I mean, it's a very astute look by so many. I would, that makes total sense. It's the old uh, preseason uh, kind of NFL way of looking at things. If you got a team you get in the third or fourth week of preseason, then you play them, you know, a, a month later, you're not going to show anything. You you know, you put all a bunch of guys who wouldn't even be there. And, you know, maybe Toronto, you know, tries to pull that move and call up a bunch of guys from the Marlies, just stick them in there and just, you know, treat this game as nothing, which I think would be awesome. Personally, because there's somebody who I think, you know, the Leafs could beat uh, the Bolts in the playoffs. Maybe the books look at that and don't recognize that, oh, you know, they're just kind of, you know, holding their hands and not doing anything and just kind of letting this play out so they won't show anything on the side. And then the the prices get adjusted differently uh, a week from, you know, from now when we're looking to bet some serious prices. So, you know, but then if you, if you look at that angle, you think John Cooper, if he's one of the better coaches in the league, you think he's probably not going to think about doing the same thing as well. So it makes that game almost untouchable for tomorrow. But for tonight, it, it, it's tough. Like I said, I like the quote saying that, you know, Toronto's going to play and try to get things, uh, you know, amped up. I think that, like I said, for the, the sake of the team and the franchise and, and then the fan base, they need to, you know, get that momentum going. Play playoff hockey now, you know, and, and, and we were talking about it off air earlier. You know, it goes down to the crowd as well. We, you know, we see some of these kind of, quieter regular season crowds and we need to see some more intensity uh out of that crowd and i think that might actually catch even a team like tampa bay with all the playoff experience they've had all the the crazy buildings they've played in including their own but if you aren't expecting 
you know, especially if you just played this team last year, if you, you see something completely different that you, you know, weren't expecting from last year's postseason or, or previous trips in, in, in that barn, and all of a sudden it sounds like it's game seven overtime of the Stanley Cup final. And this is a Tampa Bay team that I've been saying for a while now. They're not built to play moving forward like they have been in the last three, four postseasons. Toronto needs to build that atmosphere, build that winning culture. You're doing it on the ice. You have the personnel, but just build it all throughout uh, everything. And I think winning these games now, it sets the tone for that. So if I had to play this side, I would definitely look at the Leafs here, even though it has been hard to fade uh, the Alex Lyon train right now, which I'm actually happy about as well, because once again, that sets up another really great first round match to potentially uh, if they end up drawing uh, Boston, I don't think Lyon's going to be looking that sharp uh, in a week from now. So, this is a, a fun game to watch and, and an important game for how everything shakes out in the East, but I would definitely be looking at Toronto here uh, at plus money. Well, Alex, I will say, I, I know we talked about it a little bit before we started the show, but I think that in terms of the playoff energy in Scotiabank in Toronto, uh, I, I think it's a little blown out of proportion of what it is. In the regular season, I would say it's an accurate reflection in terms of, okay, it's quiet in there, there's not much. But I think in the playoffs, it... Uh, I don't think it follows suit in, in terms of that. They, I think they actually get pretty fired up in there. They get loud, react to things like they actually get ex- pretty excited in that building. Maybe not to the extent of other buildings, and maybe that's kind of where, more where you're saying, and I think that that is something if they could build to some of that, it, the louder, more rowdy buildings around the NHL for the playoff atmospheres, that could help maybe even take it to that next level. But in terms of it being a library in there, as it is commonly referred to, for the regular season, I would say that's fairly accurate it's not it's not that far off in terms of for the playoffs i think that it is actually pretty loud in that building so i I do i will give it credit for the playoffs at least once they get to the playoffs it gets louder maybe some of those other other fans should watch some videotapes of uh how he used to do it at uh you know 1901 west madison during the playoff time you know that's that's a loud that's a loud atmosphere (laughs) (laughs) i think i think to be fair there uh we need to wait for this team to um, get 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 to the first round. Um, like obviously, there's there's a lot of apprehension there with like the fans. And, yeah. Like, there's that, yes. There's that impending dread that like you know something is just gonna go wrong. It's just gonna go wrong eventually. And I feel that as a Canucks fan, every, every morning I wake up. But um, I think that um, when this team gets past the first round, I think that'll be a better indication of like of like the mindset of the fans and like how loud that that building can get. So yeah. I think That's I think true, we need man. to wait. <laughs> But that's the thing, though. Don't you have to manifest that, you know, and, and, and you know, visualize it? Like, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's been so dreadful for so long. I, and as a Hawks fan, I joke around, but, I mean, I remember the dark days, too. It's, the thing is, you know, you, you have to manifest it as a whole. And, and the players are going to do that. You know, the coaching staff are going to do that. But, you know, and I'm not saying, oh, the fans are going to be the one to carry the team to the, to the finals, of course, or anything like that. But it, I just think that, you know, put that positive mindset in your head now and, you know, of course, obviously, things can change. You'll be disappointed. But at least don't go in there thinking, oh, here we go again, because that's that's going to be the worst thing. If, if the players feel that and then you lose game one and then everybody's going, here we go again. Now, you know, that that, that shot is blown. But at least, all right, be positive for game one. And then, all right, we lose game one, but we do have another game. Left. You know, you have to kind of almost trick yourself into the, into the happiness. The, the, the only thing I'll push back on that, though, is that when the Hawks um... – that that building was insane. But when they were when when they were winning, they had um, if my memory serves me right, they had one one playoff series loss before that, where I think they lost to Detroit before mm-hmm. um, be, before they went on to win their cup. So there was no time for for there to be um, disappointment built into the fan base. You went from a really bad team to a playoff team to one loss against the eventual Stanley Cup champions to your Stanley Cups, right? Whereas sure. yeah. whereas Leafs, like like Leafs fans, all they've known their whole lives is uh, playoff losses besides that um, <laughs> the the um, late great Pat Quinn era, right? So right. besides that, um, that's like the younger fans, like that's, that's all they've known, the Pat Quinn era and the um, Wayne Gretzky, Doug Gilmore high stick era. Right. And like that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's a lot more, a lot more of a, of a history. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not as much uh, not believing, I would say Alex, and maybe more so uh, not trusting 
this team, just the lack gotcha. of trust yeah. in the organization yeah. as opposed to lack of belief. Because I think if you ask Leafs fans, they believe the team can win. Do they trust that they will win in situations that they should? No. Uh, I mean, look at the series against Columbus in the bubble year, then look at the series against Montreal, the year that it was the Canada division. I think those are two years as well to kind of take away some of that trust for the team where you should have at least gone through some of those. But uh, questions here for you guys before we move off of this one. Rich H asked a, a Lion saves prop. Uh, he had asked earlier a Levi saves prop. I know you guys aren't too much into the props here, but uh, I think specifically even less so goalie props. It's something that we haven't even done one time throughout the course of the show this year. Is there anything you guys would be interested in in goalie props? And I'll pull up the numbers here. Like, Yeah. 28 and a half saves for Alex Lyon here tonight over minus 118 best price available under minus 108. I would be a little more cautious going with Lyon saves props than Levi saves props. And here's why. If Lyon gives up a few goals early and doesn't look shaky, or, or look shaky, I should say, in the first period, there's a good chance they just go on and pull him and rest him for the next game. Whereas I think Devin Levi, like I said, they're just trying to break him in and, and let him get acclimated. You know, we saw him what the other night he gave up, you know, six goals and still ended up getting the win uh, against Detroit. He's, he, he's given up goals in bunches, but that's not really a concern. They're, they're looking at the bigger picture, uh, obviously, with Buffalo and, and Levi. So if I were to pick either one of those guys to go over, say it's probably, probably pick Devin Levi before Alex Lyon. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would agree with that. I think that, um, especially at home, Florida, um, they they do tend to play a more fast paced game. They they uh, generate more offense, give up a lot of defense, um, a, a lot defensively. So, um, yeah, I I would I would piggyback on what Alex is saying. Um, I I would I would probably agree with that assessment. Okay, so I did look. There was no Devin Levi props available here on Betstamp app quite yet. Uh, you could obviously find the uh, Lion ones as I pulled those up, but uh, yes, I think that those are pretty. Good. That's pretty good advice from Alex there in terms of where to look, especially considering how important this is for Florida relative to how important it is for Buffalo. If you're going to at least compare the two, um, now. In terms of teams of importance, and as we mentioned, team trusting teams looking at a game with Winnipeg at home here tonight against San Jose, we're seeing another massive price. Winnipeg laying minus 333. Currently, uh, second wild card in the West. There are three games remaining. Uh, one point up on Calgary as it stands right now. Two points up on Nashville. They're six and four in their last ten. But nonetheless, nonetheless, this Winnipeg team has been a team that all season long we have struggled on the Edgework Show. Doesn't matter what day it is or who's on the show that day, we've struggled to trust this Winnipeg team. Sitting at minus three thirty three. So, money. Do you trust Winnipeg here tonight? <laughs> Not at that number. Uh, <laughs> um, I, the Sharks are giving up, <clears throat> giving up a lot defensively again. They're playing, they're playing high, high event games right now as well. Um, they, these two teams did play a couple of weeks ago in a game that was a high event game, um, but Reimer was outstanding, and the Sharks somehow got out of there with a with a three nothing win. But I've got in my notes that that um that was a high event game. So um the score, the final score was not indicative of how that game played. I would want to look at the over here, but um after a dip in play, we're seeing Hellebuck um kind of find his form again. Um and the Jets, they are interesting in their style of play right now. One thing I've noticed about them is that against playoff teams, um they're they're, they are willing and able to play it tight. We saw this against Nashville, Calgary, Los Angeles as as recent examples in games where the Jets play it tight and it becomes a very low low event games. But against um, against non playoff teams and out of conference opponents, they're fine with opening it up. And um, and um, we we saw this with examples against the Devils, who obviously are are out of conference, and Red Wings and Sharks in that game I just mentioned for for non-playoff teams as recent examples of um, where the Jets are okay with, 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 with opening it up. Um, Hellebuck has started um, tonight will be his 12th straight start. um, And uh, which would make it 15 of the last 16 now for, for Hellebuck, which, which, which is an insane workload, especially, especially at this time of year. But um, um, even with the weaker, um, 
even with the weaker opponent on the front end of the back-to-back, they're still they're still going to him as they should. So um, I did like the over um, at six and a half with Hellebuck. It's it's tough to get there for me. Um, so I will pass. But um, I know Alex likes the likes the live lines, especially um, when when teams get off to a slower start and you see that total dip a little bit too much. I think that um, if you have access to the live number, um, six and a half pregame, I can't get there. But I do expect this to be a relatively fast-paced game. Um, and if there's no scoring early and the number dips a little bit, I think that um, the live over would be the way to go here. I appreciate the so- the segue there, so money. It's definitely the way I would be looking at this. This is a, this is a, a great uh, candidate for a live over uh, at a five and a half. And like you said, you know, with Hellebuck, make a mental note of that, everyone, that he's, you know, having this many starts. And, and that's always been the knock on Hellebuck, right? He's a fantastic world-class goalie, but the Winnipeg Jets lean on him so much and so heavy to the point where, you know, this guy can't get a break. And now, you know, you're running a guy 15 out of the last 16 games to start. So if he starts here, 16 out of 17, and then now you're supposed to expect him to stand on his head and, and give you, you know, 10 bell saves for four out of seven games in the playoffs. Like, you know, if the Jets fall in the playoffs, which I do think will happen, that might be part of the reason why. So something to keep a note of. But as far as this game goes, uh, you know, like I said, a live over is the only thing you look at. You can't take anything San Jose-wise. Uh, you know, it's hard to even try to rely on them to get goals. It, even with a five-and-a-half, you're still asking uh, the Jets to go three, four, five goals on their own, essentially, especially if Hellebuck's on point. If he's not, then that might make things a little bit easier. So, like I said, this is a, this is a game to watch a little bit, wait and see, and you might uh, find something in the game. All right, so stay off of this one as a, as for the uh, the pregame looks in this uh, Winnipeg San Jose game. It'll be interesting to watch, especially considering how this is a must win for Winnipeg. And as Alex says, and we continue to bring up here on the show, does not necessarily mean will win, especially for this Jets team. And at minus three thirty three, it is a little bit of a scary number heading into the game here. But uh, a game where it has relatively minimal impact, other than for essentially Minnesota here where they can kind of jump themselves back to a position where they could tie back into the central uh, depending on where it goes with Dallas but Minnesota on the road tonight at Chicago taking on the Blackhawks Minnesota right now third in the central they are two points back Dallas four points back at Colorado six two and two in their last 10 games uh, now Alex I'm curious to know uh, what your thoughts are on this but I did see that Minnesota did sign that kid uh, out of uh, out of the Minnesota Golden Gophers hockey program the captain of Minnesota uh, Brock Faber, I believe is his name, uh, yep. if he might be getting an opportunity to get into the lineup here in the last little while. And kind of how do you think Minnesota treats these final games uh, as this is your current home city and your uh, your actual team that you cheer for in Chicago? Yep. What is your <laughs> breakdown of tonight's game? Where do you go with this one? Yeah, I certainly will be glued to the television to watch this one as always. But, uh, you know, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Wild, and I'm not quite sure exactly how the Wild are going to manage the last few games. At this point, the division title seems to be out of race. It seems like more than likely they're going to be opening on the road against Dallas. I think the biggest concern for them is to keep everybody healthy, most notably number 97, Kirill Kaprizov. They, they, they're trying to bubble wrap him uh, if possible. And if, and if everything's all settled before the season ends, he'll probably be sitting, uh, sitting in the press box for that last uh, game of the regular season for sure. So you might see, uh, you know, except you know, Brock Faber, certainly I would think, uh, the Wilds have one more home game that he would. That's more than likely where he'd get his debut. He's from Minnesota high school, U of M, as you mentioned, and now playing for the, the hometown team. I'm sure you have a ton of friends and family there, so that might be where we start to see that. As far as you know, being on the road here in this game, the only thing I would look at here would be the over. I mean, Chicago's defense is just virtually non-existent right now. The goaltending shaky, and if if I'm Dean Evison, I give Flurry the start here, not because it's you know the team he was playing with for a brief moment but also just the fact that you want to get all the rust knocked off of Flurry, and you want to give Gustafson some rest. Gustafson has been lights out. He has to be your game one start at this point. But like I just mentioned with Hellebuck, you don't want to burn out your top goalie before you have to get into certainly it's going to be a firefight in their first-round matchup with the Dallas Stars and having to open on the road. So I think you give Flurry the bulk of the work. I'd probably give him the rest of the season, honestly, if I was uh, coaching the team down the street. But I'm not, so we'll have to wait and see what the uh, actual confirmation is. So I lean with the old. Okay. What um what I um what I appreciate about Dean Everson is that I always like coaches who fit into a pattern for me and I can kind of figure out where they're gonna go 
with their with, with, with the goaltender. So I really do appreciate that. Um, the last, um, there you go. The last. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> the last um, few weeks here, we're seeing a um, a. Uh, uh, back and forth, steady rotation with uh, with Gustafson and Flurry. So I would I would guess that Flurry starts today, Gustafson tomorrow. Flurry last game of the season, Gustafson game one, and it better be Gustafson in game two as well. So we'll see um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, I I agree with Alex's look here. Um, <clears throat> with 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 Flurry going, obviously he's a he's a downgrade on um, on a, on a Gustafson. The total is six. Um, Minnesota has actually started playing well offensively as well. Even with even with um, with a Kaprizov out, they're starting to get secondary scoring now, which is um, which is interesting and something that they don't usually are able to rely on when Kaprizov is 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 playing. So that's that that's something to look for. I I would expect um, Minnesota to be able to put up like four on on the Chicago defense um I can't see any, I, I can't see any reason why they don't and um I think that if Chicago can can get us to two we're we're fine so I do I do like the over here um and especially at, at a plus money six um I'm okay with um with uh with making that official Okay, so we'll lock that in there. Uh, official pick on this one. Uh, the over six plus 104. We'll go full unit on this in Chicago, Minnesota. And uh, there you go. So money in the other game. Uh, we do have some breaking news here. It, thanks to people in the chat. Always appreciate when they do that. But we'll click the animation for it. Daniel H confirming Ovi confirmed out now as well for that uh, for that Caps game. So uh, there you go. Even more breaking news in the chat there. But uh, lock that one in. Official pick over six plus one hundred four in Minnesota Chicago. A few games left here on the schedule. Oh wait, one, one quick thing. I got I got dropped out. But I was I was laughing when so many when you said about it should be Gustafson for game one and game two. I've actually listened to a couple of shows here in Minnesota, and there are people who are actually you know petitioning for maybe they should keep alternating the goalies in the playoffs which is the craziest thing ever my god yeah yeah so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the conversation here in Toronto for a little bit had been uh, Samson all play at home, Murray play on the road based on their home road splits of the regular season. And there is a serious debate of whether or not that should be the case. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that uh, I think that's dismissed now. But yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I got to ask here, so money. We're looking at a game with the Nashville Predators on the road at Calgary tonight. This is one I have no idea what to do with myself. I have no idea which way to lean, what to think of the prices in this one. Calgary currently sitting at home, minus 189 against the Preds. This is a team that we thought should have been dead weeks ago, uh, and yet they continue to stay in it. I saw a tweet from so money on Saturday night, I believe, or Saturday afternoon, saying by the end of tonight, Nashville could be sitting in a playoff spot. They're not currently, but they are close. Two points back at Calgary, who's ahead of them, still out of the playoffs as well, but three points back at Winnipeg. You got the same games played as them. They have three games remaining on their schedule. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They just continue to pick up points, not mathematically out of this one. And now Calgary is a team one point back of Winnipeg outside of the playoffs. Two games remaining in their season. 6-3-1 in their last 10. They lose a very meaningful point the other night to Vancouver in a shootout. What do you do here tonight with this Nashville Calgary game? So money. So I think there's some um, organized chaos here, which is uh, which is which is what I love and I look forward to. Um, the Winnipeg San Jose game starts at 4 p.m. Pacific time, um, and um, the Calgary game I believe starts at 6:30 Pacific time. So um, when those teams, when Calgary and Nashville hit the ice, they'll have a very good idea with what's going on with the with 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 the Winnipeg game. Now, if San Jose is winning that game or there's a good chance that San Jose is going to win that game, I think that that Calgary-Nashville game becomes a playoff game. And um and in that sense, I would be looking at the under there. If um if if Winnipeg is winning that game, Nashville for all intents and purposes, they're they're essentially done. Um whereas Calgary would still have with we'll a shot. So you'll probably see that number on Calgary getting higher. Um, and I would, 
I would not play the under in that situation. So I think that you have to wait um, probably right right before puck drop. Um, if if Winnipeg is um, is losing that game, then 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 I do like the under. If you want to get really frisky, and if you agree with with kind of where like the mindset is, um, you could um, conceivably set up a correlated parlay here with with San Jose and the uh, and the Calgary Nashville under. But that's that's if you want to really get out there. So let's um, for 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 now, I'm waiting to see. Um, before the puck drop of the Nashville game, what's happening in the Minnesota game, and then um, we'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be playing the under, and maybe even this may even set up uh, Alex's uh, draw season here as well. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is there if there's a play in the draw? I know there's another bet you have in this one that you like, Alex, but uh, that one as well. It could be an opportunity for a second one, especially people in the chat. Rich H saying draws Phil and Daniel yeah. H bringing up an initial read to look at a draw in this game. But uh, Alex, you are the draw master here uh, of draw season. What are your initial thoughts on this game? Yeah, this is the the clear cut candidate for uh, taking a shot with a draw. This is the one I would probably play for the half unit. Uh, except these are two teams that need points. But, you know, this is one of those games, if I were to, to make a meme of this, it would be the Spider-Man meme, but it would be on a golf course because both these teams are identically the same <laughs> and they're going nowhere. Uh, you know, I, I get, like I said, you know, Calgary's still got a puncher's chance, but and just Nashville has just been so, just just an odd team, right? You know, they, they haven't had like, any identity as far as, you know, it seems like, okay, are they going to be this great, you know, speedy over team? You know, are they going to be this under team and rely on UC Soros? You know, are they great at home? And then they started losing at home, but they've, you know, potentially always been uh, a dangerous team at Bridgestone Arena. It's just, you know, that kind of inconsistency is what keeps you on the outside looking in. And same thing with Calgary. You know, it's a Calgary team. Everybody was really high on, thought they would be really good. Uh, it seems like everybody's kind of tuned out Sutter in the locker room, which comes to no surprise to me. I didn't know why he, you know, was still sticking around for three years on that contract. He's a guy you want to help build the program, not actually run it uh, these days. So, it's a messy game, like the draw, but I also love this first period over. Uh, and that's something we've been seeing cash uh, a lot with this Calgary team. And, and for the most part, too, with Nashville, it's been, like I said, their lack of, of defensive structure. But also with Calgary, you know, we always talk about the first periods with Jacob Markstrom, always a, a, a bit sluggish with just first periods in general, but Markstrom even more susceptible to giving up those first few shots and letting one trickle past him. So this grade of a price, laying like just a dollar ten, I'm going with that first period over. That's a full unit play along with the half unit on the draw. All right, so you go two best bets in this one, the full unit, first period over one and a half, minus 110, as well as the half unit. I also like with Insight, Insight had a great comment too of, of, of the, the real best bet of this game, change the channel. <laughs> yes i did see this here turn the channel that's the best way to play this one is not watch it and get it off your tv um all right couple games left here before we go through and recap all of these uh first one looking at seattle arizona seattle on the road at uh at mullet arena here and this coyotes team has been pretty good at home all season long 21 14 and 4 they have two games remaining in their season just trying to get through these one seven and two in their last 10 now seattle is comfortably sitting in the first wild card spot in the west uh not too big of a price here for them minus 227 on the road relative to some of the other big prices that we've seen that is that i'm referring to uh, especially here on today's slate um alex is there anything at all seattle arizona that you might look towards or is this just complete stay off game yeah this is a clear pass for me i mean uh you know cash a couple with with uh you know seattle they beat arizona of course to to officially clinch their playoff spot uh, beat the crap out of the Hawks, which I was really happy about. Hawks, of course, zero points. Helps them in the Bedard race. I also had that first period over. With, it's weird how the Hawks in Seattle just, you know, the few games they've had, all of them have been basically high scoring. So maybe you could take a look with some, uh, you know, live looks with the over. Uh, but Arizona's feistiness at home, I think, has kind of run out. You know, we saw them, you know, being competitive at Mullet Arena for quite some time, but now it just seems like they're playing out the string. They know the season's over, and I'm sure – kind of hard to be on a, a losing team and hanging out in uh, Tempe, Arizona on the Arizona State University campus and trying to stay focused there. So Seattle probably wins this game 5-1, to one, but it's not worth betting on. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think it's another game where where, where the number's too high. I do like um, I, I do like Arizona on the number, but um, 
realistically it's tough for me to get there um like on like a on like a subjective level with uh with the uh, Arizona right now um i guess there's still a chance that seattle can catch la but um i got i i got i got nothing here i think that arizona's been playing better but the last time i said that they are uh, reeled off nine straight losses so um i <laughs> i don't know who this arizona team is so i'm uh, i'm okay with not doing anything here all right. Well, I mean, it's a good segue into the final game of the night here, talking about Seattle could possibly catch the LA Kings. Well, LA right now on a three-game losing streak coming into their game tonight at home against your Vancouver Canucks. So money and this uh, this LA team third in the Pacific right now, five points back of Edmonton, seven points back of the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, and uh, this game here tonight could be an opportunity for them to grab some points and continue to stay ahead of Seattle as they have two games remaining in their season. Seattle has three games remaining, and we talk about that two-point differential now. LA minus 182 tonight at home against the Canucks. So money, uh, where do you kind of, how do you break this game down between these two teams tonight? If I know anything about the Canucks, they played hard on Saturday night in their last home game of the season. The team made a concerted effort to come out strong and they did and they won that game even though they blew another lead um Demko was strong if I know anything about this team they're gonna fall flat tonight um even <laughs> even with the Kings missing um, missing their guys um who um they um I think the Kings sh- those guys should be close to coming back but um even even with the Kings without their guys they played well against Colorado on Saturday I thought that um, they were they were unlucky in many facets of that game. So I would expect them to go with Corpus Allo tonight. Um, I we could see a Colin Delia side sighting as well, um, but I I'm not there on the Kings um, at that number. But I would not encourage a play on the Canucks tonight either. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and so many apologies for Colin Delia. He's awful. You know the funny thing is that like when um the the first few starts I was I was watching him and then um and then the numbers correlated this as well that like he's actually not that bad and then reality hits right and then like, yeah. he's, he's just awful and like also this is coming from the goaltending that we were getting earlier in the season where they made uh Colin Delia look like a star as well so yeah he's yeah awful. Yeah, but like I said, this is a, this is a clear LA spot. I think early. I wouldn't trust them to, to put this game away completely, even though they should. Uh, so I'm going to take a shot with the first period puck line. I'm going to lay that half a goal, uh, try to grab a, a little bit of some plus value there, rather than look at the full game. And they I've seen as high as plus one forty four at Pinnacle. I see at one forty five as well. So that's some good value. King should come out hot and ready and, and at least win the first period. Uh, and, and like I said, maybe you know with Vancouver, you know end of the year, maybe they kind of just fall flat and just out the string and LA can cruise to like a 3-1 4-1 victory but uh you know make make some adjustments uh you know with that in game I just stick with the first period uh puck line in the Kings for now and half unit full unit on this Alex make that a half unit all right, so there you go. Half unit on that. Uh, I believe that is all the games, all the plays we have for today. So, uh, again, if you do want to track all the picks that have been given out on the show throughout the course of the year, you want to see how we've done throughout the course of the year, you can find that in the Bet Stamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework H. Q in there. Uh, you won't be able to see the picks for tonight as they are locked until game time. But that being said, you go to the end of the show, or as I'm about to do right now, you can find all the picks recapped. So let's go through them all, all the picks that we have for today. I will specify half unit, full unit on these, as well as prices played in the game. So uh, bear with us. We'll recap them all here for people uh, who are watching or coming through to just find out what the picks are at the very end. But here you go. Starting with the first game of the night, Dallas at Detroit. We are taking the regulation time draw plus 347 for a full unit in that one. That is the Dallas-Detroit uh, game plus 347 regulation time draw pl- uh, full unit there. 
then go to Washington, New York with the Islanders. We're taking the Islanders puck line, minus one and a half, plus 166 for a half unit. So that's the Islanders, minus one and a half, plus 166, half unit. Now in Carolina, Ottawa, we are taking a half unit on the Ottawa Senators, plus 165 in that game against the Hurricanes in Ottawa here tonight. So Ottawa, plus 165, half unit on the money line. Now we are taking the Toronto Maple Leafs plus 120 money line on the road against the Florida Panthers for a full unit there. The Leafs money line plus 120 for a full unit. Next up, we have the Minnesota-Chicago game. Minnesota on the road at Chicago. And we are looking at the over six plus 104 for a full unit. Over six plus 104 for a full unit. And next, uh, we go to Calgary, Nashville. We got the first period over one and a half, minus 110, full unit there. That is Calgary, Nashville, over one and a half in the first period, minus 110, full unit. And then we go to the regulation time draw in this game as well, plus 353 for a half unit in Calgary, Nashville. Regulation time draw, plus 353, half unit. And final pick of the night. Vancouver, LA Kings, we're looking at the LA Kings first period puck line minus 0 0.5 plus 144 for a half unit in that one. That is the Kings first period puck line minus 0 0.5 at plus 144 for a half unit. If you enjoyed the show today, please make sure to hit subscribe here on this channel as well. So money, bring it up here on screen for everyone to see. If you haven't already while you've been watching and uh, before you leave, smash that like button before you go. Smash the like button, hit subscribe on this channel as well. Coming up after this show here today, we do have MLB Picks and Previews with John Legaza over on the Cult of the Pen YouTube channel. You're going to want to check that out uh, as he goes through a very similar process to what we did here today on the show for the NHL. He will do that for the MLB, so make sure to check that out. John Legaza from The Athletic coming up after this show. Once this ends, you'll be able to see there is an option on the screen for you to click on head over there and get the MLB picks for today with John. It is a very uh, energetic and exciting show, so you want to check that out. But again, if you enjoyed the show here today, please make sure to like and subscribe. So money, I will see you back on Thursday. Alex, I will see you on Wednesday, guys. Enjoy your weeks. Uh, if the Leafs lose tonight, uh, please, nobody message me so money that you're involved in that bucket. Please do not message me. I had to hear about it on Thursday after the game. Uh, I'll just wait to hear from you on, on Thursday's show. So we'll, we'll keep it to then. Keep it bottled No up. promises. <laughs> okay. I'll see you guys throughout the rest of the week. Uh, enjoy the games tonight. Good luck on your bets. And for everyone else, I will see you guys back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time for more picks and previews. And to everyone watching, good luck on your bets tonight.